Hello everyone, this is Trevor with Tea Time Reports. Thank you so much for tuning in to another film review. Um, this is a movie that I hold very closely to my heart personally. It's one of my favorite movies of all time, and I know I say that probably a lot, uh, but this this is something I actually genuinely want everyone out there to take seriously. This is a very good movie, um, kind of a dystopian, futuristic-esque type of movie like a Blade Runner minus like the robots it's just like a really fucked up future of humanity um, where women are infertile or men are infertile we like humans just can't have children and uh, it's one of those things where you know the world's kind of gotten past it and kind of given up crumbled collapsed it's on fire essentially Um, and we follow a very interesting group of characters along the way Uh, And I would like to kind of just talk about some of the information uh, regarding the film before we break down the movie info and some of the performances and, you know, performances from the cast, if you will. Um, I am watching out of the side uh, of my eye here, the Bears game uh, playing Carolina. It's 10 to 6 right now, about to be at the end of the first half, just a terrible primetime game. But moving forward here, uh, this movie, again, is called Children of Men came out in 2006, December 25th, actually, so it was kind of a Christmas-esque type of movie, but not really. It was limited, uh, like a limited theater release, Um, and then streaming release came out February 12th, 2014. Box office gross in the U.S. was a little over $35 million, runtime a little less than two hours, distributor Universal Pictures, production company Beacon Communications, Sound mix Dolby SRD, DTS, and SDDS. Aspect ratio is a flat 1.85. Um, genres like sci-fi, mystery, thriller. Director is Alfonso Cuaron. Produced by Mark Abraham, Eric Newman, Hilary Shore, and uh, Ian Smith. Written by Alfonso Cuaron, David Arata, uh, Timothy J. Sexton, Hawk Otsby, and Mark Fergus. Beautifully written movie. Let me just go into Alfonso Cuaron his uh, filmography, he's done The Disciple, nothing, oh, he did some of the Harry Potter movies, well, he did Harry Potter, The Prisoner of Azkaban, Black Sun, okay, so, Pan's Labyrinth, okay, my gosh, Children of Men, yeah, Uh, Gravity, I love Gravity, no wonder, yeah, okay, yeah, this guy's a great director, that movie's a that movie's a masterpiece in its own respect. He hasn't done much since um, Gravity. He's done some Roma. Was good. Road to Roma. Uh, the Disciple. Raymond and Ray. That was a rough outing. Le Pupil. Only produced. He's really just kind of a producer now. Um, but yeah, no, he's definitely a very verifiable director and I think this is up there I think this is a better film than gravity um, but let me go into the movie information here when infertility threatens mankind with extinction and the last child born was has perished a disillusioned bureaucrat Cl- uh, played by Clive Owen becomes the unlikely champion in the fight for the survival of Earth's population he must face down his own demons and protect the planet's last remaining hope from danger And let me just get into that. Uh, Clive Owen plays a character named Theo, who, this is one of my favorite characters in film history. 
This guy went through it, bro. For for the sake of life, for the sake of a child. Um, he was kind of thrust into action by his ex-wife. They lost their child, and that kind of destroyed their relationship. But she was a like a rebel, kind of insurrectionist-type fighter against the British government, the only country that survived. They wanted to bring kind of a revolution affront, but she didn't. You'll see what I mean. You'll understand her dynamic, and I'll, I'll explain that in a little bit. Um, but Clive Owen's character, Theo, is just the embodiment of the human spirit, truthfully. Fought through whatever he had to for the sake of good. And, you know, he winds up doing everything he can for this young woman and her soon-to-be child, and then, you you know, I'm not gonna, this is a movie I will not spoil the ending, because every time I watch the ending, I fucking cry. Like, I actually genuinely cry, because it's beautiful. It, it really is. It, it, uh, when you see the peace brought by something so pure, you realize, damn, why were we even doing this to begin with? And then when it cuts right back to the violence, when it cuts right back to the, the aspect of death, chaos, and insanity that's when things kind of just get you know a little out of hand and you can kind of see you know where people's mindsets are especially in that particular situation because it's portrayed beautifully Uh, Clive Owen gives probably the best performance of his life uh, in this film it's filmed in like a documentary style you know of like like film And, and it's like following Clive it's Owen's character Theo it's following these characters kind of like on a handheld like Someone's like running with the camera and it just felt like I was there. It wasn't focused on the violence. It wasn't focused on the explosions. It was focused on genuinely the main focal point of the story. And that's, you know, Theo, uh, excuse me, Theo. Um, Or when we get introduced to her, um, Key, played by Claire Hope uh, Ashady. Excuse me if I'm not saying that last name right. But she was pretty good in this movie. Pretty much a desperate pregnant young woman who had no idea what was going on, no idea what to do, especially in the world around her that was just on fire. No one would really receive a, a young pregnant woman well because just of how crazy the world is. Would government, the government use it as propaganda? Would people use it to start a revolution? Would anyone just let the child live a life of normalcy? And that was a kind of a looming question going through the entire film, in my personal opinion. And I think that's why she was so scared. Because what would happen to her and the child. But the entire whole journey is Theo getting Key and her child to uh, the Life Project. It's a organization that was actually being able to live and operate outside of Britain. And try, they're trying to start up their own thing elsewhere and recover other aspects of the world. Because in this timeline, the world's already fallen. Britain is the only like standing established country but um it's one of those things where if they got her to the life project it um could be either good or bad but you know they kind of leave that up to your imagination obviously at the end of the film but a couple guys i do want to shout out before i get into julian moore and michael kane um even chitwell igafor as well as charlie hunman I would like to shout out Danny Hudson, plays Nigel, uh, Theo's very wealthy and art-obsessed cousin, 
brief cameo, but really, really good. Um, I also would like to shout out Peter Mullen as Sid. He was a, uh, a character, if you will, respond to his first interaction was Theo calling him, you're a fascist pig twice to his face. Um, <laughs> not, and it wasn't anything like woke or anything. It's just like how they had, it was like a password. Um, and then I would like to shout out, obviously, um, Pam Ferris, who played Miriam, very solid, um, supporting cast member, especially cause she was like kind of a witch doctor in a sense, very cool vibes coming from her well-delivered lines and honestly maintained pace with the film. Um, also Charlie Hunman played Patrick, kind of a side got side character, but a loose cannon, um, for this rebel group who always had this grudge against Theo and you'll understand why. Um, just keep an eye out for that bike scene type shit. Um, but then Chitwell Igafor, uh, played by, uh, he plays a character named Luke who kind of is like the head of this rebellion after certain events take place. Um, and it, he, he was lost. We didn't get to see like too much characterization. He cared about whatever cause they had, but he got lost in the, in the sauce, truthfully. Like, towards the end of it, he couldn't realize, man, violence is not the answer. If we were just to get this woman and her child to safety and and to kind of put past transgressions behind us and personal beliefs and our personal agendas to the side, we would be able to dictate and honestly see, man, I was in the wrong. And he didn't really see that. In his final line, he's like, how can things be peaceful when they try and take away your dignity? Which I respect. I do, but... It's not worth throwing your moral compass in a dumpster fire for. And uh, I think in his final moments, maybe he realized that because he did, you know, let Theo and Key go. And you'll see what I mean. Um, but uh, one of those things where I, I, I liked I liked Chitwell before in this. And this is early on in his career as well. Early on in a lot of these uh, performers careers and it was cool seeing it all kind of come together in such a artsy well put together film in every aspect of it writing cinematography the score the music the setting the idea the concept everything was just perfect in this movie truly uh then michael kane is jasper uh just a gosh i loved his character he was in the screamo music he was telling good old jokes smoking good old ganja took care of his wife, and always helped Theo when needed. Had a nice little secluded man cave that was better than most, if you will. But Jasper, played by Michael Caine, was one of the bright spots of the uh, film. Comedic relief, for sure. And just seeing Michael Caine just kind of have fun with it, just go loose with this performance, really made me like just love the movie even more. I mean, Michael Caine is one of the best actors of all time. Like He is right up there with Morgan Freeman, he is right up there with Denzel. He has been in some of the best movies ever. I mean, The Dark Knight. The Dark Knight trilogy alone, as well as this. And then you got The Prestige. I mean, dude, come on. Like, this. give him a nod, bro. Shout out to Michael Caine, bro. 
Um, and then next is Julian Moore. Probably gives her best performance of her life as well. She is one of the best actresses of all time as well when you break it down. Look at her filmography and what she's been able to do over her career. It's been outstanding. I love everything she's in from you know, some of her new stuff like Nonstop, which is fun, you know, cool paced movie, to you know, some of her older stuff in the 90s. I, I really do appreciate her work and this is a prime example of it. She's kind of a vague, mysterious rebel leader like a crime boss and she kidnaps her ex-lover ex-husband still we don't even know the answers to that but we understand that clive owen and her had a relationship had a child uh in this film obviously her character julian and his character theo but she kidnaps him asks him to help her with this woman key and her child but things don't go as planned um and there's one of the coolest scenes i've ever seen filmed in the car with you know you'll you'll know what I mean if you if you watch the movie please do, um, but she was very spiritual and kind of humble, and, and like just one of those like characters you definitely meet in life and I I really did enjoy what she brought to the first act of this film because you know very important character throughout the entire film that's why Theo potentially had his drive to do what he did and uh, Clive Owen and Julian Moore Michael Caine carried this a triple header here the first act was fantastic and then clive owen carries it home um with the writing that's what got me man it, it was so it was an epic almost you know like something so grand and a bigger and, and and above you know everything else in life that's going on right now in this and talking about in this movie obviously in the perspective of this movie and some of the characters there's a child. Life is, is is back. And what did you not do anything to make sure that was secured, right? I mean, would you not? The first child in like 17 years, I think it was. No, that's a, that's a, you know, that's something you die for. I mean, even as just a human, a good, a good person would do anything to assist that child and her mother on that journey and Theo and so many other people did along the way and you'll see it's it's very it's it's very deep in a way because like most of the people like especially when they make their way into the refugee camp and shit and it's kind of like towards the end of the movie and you'll know what I mean um when it's just the all-out combat in the streets people are just getting massacred um and when they see the baby everything you know just wait for that scene wait for the silence Wait, wait for that, because that, that hits different, like, high key. Stay tuned for that, like, definitely check that shit out, like, for real, because, like, that, that moment might be one of, like, if not my favorite scene in film, like, because I, I low-key think about it off and on, like, low-key a lot, just because of how, like, impactful it was, like, when I watched it for the first time, it just hit me, like, it hit my gut, like, really hard, like, a fucking gut punch, and I'm like, damn, this is uh, this is really it, you know, and it that's kind of that sums up the movie in that in that scene. You'll understand the significance of pretty much what Theo was trying to do, and trying to assist Key and get into the the life project and get her to safety with her child. Um, and it's it's beautiful. It's a beautiful story from start to beginning, you know, from beginning to end, and. Despite what you, you know, you may be like, oh, it's not, it's not action-packed, it's a little slow here and there. 
you really got to watch this movie with like a legitimate set of open eyes and appreciate, try to at least, try to appreciate what it shows you. What it shows, the importance of life in general. It, It could be from literally anything, but human life is, you know, not especially over other things, but, you know, how much people really don't value other people's lives and how corporations and entities kind of funnel people in like fucking pigs and it's it's crazy it's a crazy movie that just opens up your thoughts opens up your brain and if you like movies like that this movie will keep you guessing the whole time if you've not seen it before don't watch a review don't watch anything on it don't watch a trailer just dive in just dive into this movie wholeheartedly um it has a 92 percent on the tomato meter from rotten tomatoes has an 85% audience score. It's one of the only movies I've ever seen with a higher tomato score than the audience score. But not only that, I genuinely believe this movie is a 10 out of 10. Like a, a true 10 out of 10 movie. It is absolutely perfect in every single way. From the writing, the, the soundtrack, the score, all that. It is well composed, beautifully edited, perfectly edited honestly. Cinematography is outstanding. The significant shots with the documentary style, like the guerrilla warfare style of shooting on the camera, just outstanding. Perfect writing with dialogue. Great performances by literally everyone involved in this movie, even the extras. Like seriously, everything to the detail, to the smallest detail, was looked over and mulled over to the best of... I think any editor and director's ability, and I think that's why I love this movie so much. Truthfully. Truthfully. And I really hope that if you have the ability and the time to watch this film, definitely let us know how you like it at Tea Time Reports on Instagram, Twitter slash X, Threads, TikTok, and as well as our YouTube channel. Make sure you sub to that. All the support is greatly appreciated. I really hope you guys enjoyed these movie reviews. Caden uh, and I actually watched this mil- uh, this movie um, I was about to say film, but I said film. <laughs> but uh, we watched this film together, and this was Caden's second time watching it. And uh, he loves this movie, I think. I, I don't think he loves it, but I think he really likes it. In terms of... The one thing I will say that Caden actually brought up when we watched it, it just reminds him of Lost. Like, not the trippy aspects, but the significance of dialogue, characterization as well as, like, character building. You know, when these characters have the chemistry they have, it's not because of their on-screen chemistry most of the time. It's because the writing is that damn good that they're able to mend that well together and actually be able to click. And you see that in this movie. The on-screen performances are amazing. But the writing is what really takes this to another level. And I think anyone that watches that can agree with me. Going back real quick before I wrap this episode up, I remember the first time watching this movie, I had no idea what it was. I just saw it and I was like, I got nothing going on today. Like, why not just turn this on? And I did not expect it to be this. Like, I was completely blindsided. I I genuinely was, I was so happy I did not know anything about it. I didn't, you know, watch it before. I didn't watch any trailer, any videos, any reviews, anything. I went in blind. And that made this movie probably 10 times better the first watch. But then I watch it, you know, again, a couple months later, it's still as good, if not better. And then, you know, for the third time, me and Caden just watched it about a week and a half ago, maybe two weeks ago. And it is so good, guys. 
It is absolutely one of my favorite movies. Possibly one of the most well-put-together movies of this century. Like, I was going to say of this like past 25 years, but yeah, since 2000. I could easily say Children of Men should be up there in the top 10. I, I, I don't see how it couldn't be. I really don't. It is... It's everything movies want to be. It's original. The concept is crazy. Just, like, this future that we're thrusted into and the setting is great the the sound the sound effects are great the just everything is so practically well done and i think that's what i appreciated about it the most is the realism aspect the fact that the media is used so much in this movie it's showcased so much and how propaganda and influence is a is a is a tool uh, is a weapon uh, against large populations um and I, I just think that it's such a awakening movie if that makes sense. It really is. If you if you have the time and you're out there listening from Brussels to Greece to wherever you are in the world, definitely check out Children of Men featuring Clive Owen, Julian Moore, Michael Caine, directed by Antonio Curon. Definitely check this film out. And if you like if you guys like these uh film reviews and the film coverage, please continue to tune in. We have a couple more episodes like this coming out. And uh, got, got, I actually have an episode with my mom coming out, and we, uh, we're going to talk about a bunch of movies. So stay tuned in with, uh, for that if you want to hear me and my uh, grandma just talk about some film. She is a huge book reader, so she uh, you know understands the concept of writing, dialogue, and she would genuinely have a lot to say on this matter. So I think that would be a pretty cool conversation to have with her. So stay tuned for that. And if anyone out there has any kind of expertise or input on film and filmmaking, writing even, and you would like to hop on the podcast or even have a little time to, you know, make a little video for us and send a little, you know, hello, how are you, you know, talk about what you want to talk about. Maybe we could edit that up for you and you could be a part of the podcast, a little fan video. That'd be pretty cool. But uh, again, to all my film lovers out there, thank you so much for tuning in. This is Trevor with Tea Time Reports. Take care, everyone. Peace.